Discover the Dakota Lithium difference. Dakota Lithium is the leading manufacturer in lithium iron phosphate batteries for boating, RVs, golf carts, and electronics, all backed up by our legendary 11-year warranty. Here at Dakota Lithium, we take pride in manufacturing batteries to help you go further, last longer, and play harder. From the woods to the water, our goal is to help you live a life without limits, no matter where your passions may take you. Join the lithium revolution now. Use the code WAYPOINT3 for 10% off your next purchase at dakotalithium.com. Next Saturday, Christmas comes early. Welcome to this incredible scene. Bills. To the end zone. Chargers. It's a touchdown. An exclusive NFL game. This is fantastic. Live in primetime. Wow. Only on Peacock. With a Christmas gift to their fans. They're having some fun now. Bills versus Chargers. Next Saturday, 730 Eastern. Exclusively on Peacock. What's up, nerds? Welcome back to another episode of the Aggressively Average Anglers. Uh, it was almost the Aggressively Average Angler again <laughs> because Paul decided to let his power go out. I can't believe this guy. He goes to the <laughs> Dominican was, Republic. The audacity of you. <laughs> it was it was a uh, it was one of those things where it was like I Paul's just Paul. got lazy and I decided just, you know, shut her down. Just shut yeah. her down. I don't need this lights warmth. Who cares? It's like 28 degrees right now. Who cares? I mean, like the crazy thing is you're in like a newer development and like I'm in the boonies. I'm in the middles of nowheres. And yeah, uh, yeah, you're transformer blue because it's weaker than mine. That's what happened. I can't argue with that. Anyways, welcome back from vacation. Welcome back to a blizzard, a reminder of what winter actually is in Michigan, my friend. Uh, Hope you had fun in the sun. Did you? I did. It was it was amazing. Even with like having two kids, if you don't follow me on Instagram, uh, one of my children pooped in two bathtubs um, <laughs> uh, within five minutes of each other. And so, uh, you know, we there was we didn't we didn't make it out alive. There was also a whole day of just nothing but barf from the same kid. So, um, oh you know, we had we had things happen. we had things happen. Classic. I mean, my kids screamed 20 percent of the trip, but two, two cold browns. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> two cold- yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Actually, two oh, code browns is a code black. There were no other places to put the wet, poopy butts, and so it was literally, it was literally. I mean, I'm, I'm literally Bro. on my hands and knees cleaning poop out of the 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 drains of two hotel bathtubs. One of which was an outdoor jacuzzi. Uh, you know, supposed to be for vacation. the adults, right? Yeah. Oh, well, it was awesome. And then, right. and then, <laughs> this is great. Did not have a single meal without like having to remove one of the children from the premises because they were just losing their minds just having to wait for spaghetti so it's you know it's but it was great i didn't do a single dish i didn't wash a single dish uh washed two bathtubs i did wash two bathtubs but not a single dish (laughs) and i didn't have to prepare a single meal and uh and all the drinks were not made by me so um you know and it was hot it was like 85 and sunny Every single day. So, yeah, I mean, you take the good with the bad. You take the good with the bad. And we all survived. Everyone's alive. So there's that, too. I mean, that's at the minimal the best. Uh, Thanks for demonetizing the podcast. But whatever. (laughs) The first five seconds. Whatever. (laughs) Welcome back. (laughs) Comes back with a vengeance. (laughs) Anyways, you guys, we have an esteemed guest here with us today. And we're excited to introduce you to Mike Murphy, a.k.a. Jig Squad. Mike, how we doing, man? 
What is happening, everyone? I, you guys, listen, I'm so excited to be on the show. So I, I, I love the cue of the day. I love Burley Fishing. I love the rebranding. I do understand this existential crisis between angler and anglers. Tough. Because <laughs> the push goes for anglers, and now Paul almost lost of power and was yeah. almost made it back to angler again. So Five minutes. I'm happy to be here, guys. We could just keep switching the logo out, you know, because last week Paul wasn't here either. I had Debo and Randizzle on. Uh, and we had, a, if you guys haven't seen that live, by the way, you missed out big time. Like, go back and rewatch that video. It was literal couples therapy for two hours. Uh, well, yeah, I was, Paul doesn't even know because he, you know, why would you watch your I own did. channel's video? I did for about one minute. And then well, Haley came yeah. outside and was like, what are you doing? And I was just like having a drink, watching my own show, not on it. And she was like, you're fired. And I was like, fair. That's, That's the dumbest fair. thing I ever heard. I love it. Much. Uh, yeah, watch. Jump forward like 30, 45 minutes. You'll see what mm -hmm. I mean. Anyways, uh, if you guys want to check it out, check it out. Uh, as always, the show is brought to you by Monster Bass. They are a fantastic partner here. And we are going to do a $25 gift card giveaway. Good to MonsterBass.com uh, for everything except the subscription box and the shipping. However, there's a lot of apparel. Lots of new apparel from MB dropping, as well as the rods, tackles, all sorts of stuff. You'll find something good for yourselves there. We'll do a giveaway at the end of the episode. If we break 100 viewers, and this might be the last time we do it because we've consistently done it every single episode. No, so we just got to bump it up to like 115, that's what I mean. 125. Oh. We're going to keep doing the giveaway, but I think we need to bump the minimum after this episode to 125. So we'll see. If you guys can pull it off this episode, we'll see. We'll live it up. Maybe we'll sweeten the pot. I'll tell you what might be on the line because I, I, I got a hint at something to get you a little excited. Uh, if Paul didn't notice my hat, then he's missing out because the Akuma shipment came in. And uh, I've got some pretty sweet looking no! kits here oh. with some craws. Uh, I got two a little PB and J, a little watermelon. Dude, that packaging is kind of dope. And then I'm gonna give one of these away today. So if you guys want that, Shut get up. your friends in here, baby. Wait, wasn't that hat mine, or did we get two of those? We got two. Better. Shut it. I wrote Shut it, it down. <laughs> I wrote it Names down. Names on it. <laughs> well, I mean, technically they're all at my house, so I don't know. I also have in and try and steal the only good hat left. <laughs> I also have. Our new fish lab fanny packs you guys just wait yes, they're amazing yes, yes, uh yes, 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 and yes. and busby yes. sent us 300 in those quick cubes so i have i have a lot of stuff so paul when you come film this weekend bring a duffel bag and maybe an extra truck oh, i don't know i got a new mouth pad <laughs> what? Oh, what? God. that's i said i got so a new mouth pad that's that's neat. crazy that's... you know what that uh, that's by far the fastest akuma order has ever come in. Oh, in easily. What is today? J January 25th. We put this order in, you guys, a week and a half ago. That's maybe two. Bonkers. Like, insane. So, them. anyways, we've got a guest waiting for us. So, we're done gushing about all our cool stuff. If you guys want to support the show, feel free to chat, super chat, join our membership. You can click join below if you want to find out more about that. We really appreciate it whenever you guys do anything like that. You guys are awesome. So... Rolling in Q of the D. I threw something in here that came Dude. to mind because both of these things have happened to me multiple times. So I want to do a would you rather, and this is any fishing trip. I don't care seasonal, doesn't matter. Like uh, because this has happened for me in warm and cold weather. But let's say, let's say you're hitting the river, right? And you have a choice here. You either are going to have a, a pinprick hole that you cannot locate on your waders, 
meaning you are slowly being submerged and soaked in specific areas, or you forgot shoes, but you drove a distance to the river. So, I mean, you're not not going to fish. You might end up with some slices in your feet. We don't know. So the choice is yours. Would you rather have the hole in the waders or forget the water shoes? And we'll go with our guest first. So, Mike, what do you Holy think? Holy cow, slow drip, hole in the waders, any day of the week. I This was a no-brainer. Fair. And I have Fair. PTSD because I got to the river an hour away from my house one time with flip-flops. I did not have safe my waders Doable. or shoes. It was summer and I was going to wet weight. And I thought, this is not good. I know the spot I'm going. It's going to be bad. I go, yeah. so what, does, what does a good fisherman do? He goes in his trunk and figures something out. And I literally took a roll of duct tape. Oh, yeah. And wrapped it, and I wrapped it around my flip-flops and my feet, around my ankles, and covered my toes Perfect. so the stones couldn't get in. I'll tell you what, I went out there and fished, but man, taking that duct tape off later might have been one of the worst experiences of my life. So I'm going to take that slow leak in the waders any day of the week. Fair enough, man. All right. So like Paula, that's great. Paula and I have both had this experience at some point in time. One time we were winter river fishing and I did not have good warm waders. So I borrowed a pair of Pulse. It was October. And it was in a, a creek. Yep. And it was, it's Cold. it's a city creek. It was frigid. It yeah. was frigid. We had, I had a winter, like double layer fur line winter hat on. Yep. It was frigid. So it was bad. And so uh, I gave were... Jeff a pair of chest waders, like duck hunting chest yep. waders. And there was a hole in, oh, in no. the groinal region of all places so uh yeah i we were waiting we we're fishing we we're picking up trash uh sponsored by mule fishing our buddy ethan Duvetter. so we were doing some good and also trying to do some fish which didn't go so well we didn't catch anything uh but yeah pretty much just had wet legs very cold very wet very numb legs so that was awful and then there was a time that we <laughs> this is funny that this happened we went fishing with ethan Duvetter. <laughs> On the oh, river, yeah. he's literally the curse of the river. <laughs> so we, we go with Ethan. We go hit the stretch of the river. We're in our pa- uh, pedal kayaks. He has a paddle kayak. We hit the skinny uh, stretch, and we're, like, just gunning it, skinny paddle as hard as we possibly can, quads locking up. It's terrible. So we get to a point where we want to continue upriver to get to a good spot. And Paul and I, not having anything, you know, any, any water wear, we had our boots, you know, again, cold weather. It's like water temps 50, 55. So we roll the pant legs up, jump on out in the skinny water, and we're just walking barefoot up the river. Something I do not recommend to anybody. I have a picture. I have a picture of like, I'm holding like a decent sized smallmouth, and all I can see are my yeah. trout socks. And I was like, <laughs> I'll never forget the reason I had those instead of yep. boots. And it was freaking 40 out. Terrible. So it, that was awful. It totally, it's totally relative to how cold it is outside, though, because like I'm hearing this and I'm like, no, I, yeah. you get cold, you get cold fast when you're waiting, right? So yeah. I could. That's awful. I I, I yeah. don't know what story's worse. I would probably sleep bad. I'm gonna just. I'm thinking about the future. Yeah, I can. I I can, especially if it's like normal, even decent temps, like if it's 55 and the water temps decent. Yep. I'm probably going with, I'm probably going to let my feet get shredded. Uh, 
Waiters, you, you've you've done that pretty often though. Paul has yeah. like so many I have, times for years. I used to just weigh the nastiest stretch ever in just Crocs, smart. and I would get out and I would just have my feet would be savaged, and I would just yeah. and I would have like ten leeches on me, and I would yep. just take a Every towel time. from my truck and I would just wipe them off, and it Every would just time. be like it would be like blood just coursing out of my ankles, and I'd be like, it's... and then I would just drive home. <laughs> It's ridiculous. His his feet are impervious now because he's put so many like bl- well, blocks did, of slate into them. I, yeah, I did have a, a chunk of slate go into my heel real deep. And I yeah. thought I just like banged it really hard. Wrong. And I did not treat it. And I went home and it definitely swelled up. And it was so, I couldn't walk on it. So I go to the, the doctor's figure. office and they're like, yeah, that's not good. But you're fine. And I was like, all right. <laughs> So then, uh, no, she dug around my heel with a pair oh, yeah. of tweezers, and I wanted to punch her in the head. It was so painful. I'm surprised you did. She's didn't. like, she pulled a chunk out, and I uh, thought I was good. And then there I go to more. bed about two a.m. I woke, I woke up in excruciating pain, like mm-hmm. eight oh, out no. of ten. And I like, I mean, like it was maddening. Yeah. I tried to gut it out, and I was like, ain't happening. Hobble out of bed on one foot just out of rage, just the whole situation made me upset. I right. one foot hop down the stairs. I one foot hop into a pair of flip-flops. <laughs> I one foot hop into my truck. I one foot drive down the road to the uh, emergency room. I one foot hop into <laughs> I one foot hop into the old emergency room and I'm like, you looked at my foot. You said I was fine. You did you this. Give me anything. <laughs> this is horrendous. So they one foot hop me down to uh, a room. I sit down there for three hours and what happened is i was getting furious i'm like i was the pain was building so i one foot hop out to the nurse's station i'm like can you one foot hop a doctor in here i need some help and the lady looks at me deadpan and she goes there's a guy there's somebody who got into a car accident and is like in critical condition and we don't have anyone else on staff get back in your room and i was like (laughs) i'm gonna one foot my ass out of here and i literally (laughs) left and i was like fine i was basically like you're right i'm wrong i suck and i just left and i gutted it out next day i was fine it was terrible but you're still you're still picking shred yeah. your feet after yeah. that story 100 he's done it he's, he's done it enough it's like a I've comfort done it so zone many times it doesn't for him matter. so so Who i'll cares? say this i i have been submerged in waders in both cold and warm water and i've survived <laughs> that so that's my comfort zone so i'm going waders uh <laughs> there was a time about we went, the future Think about the future when I actually need those waiters. Also, like the cost of you know yeah. new waiters. I mean, I'm dude. That's I don't know. Chaz never wears shoes in the water. You guys, there, there you go. Chaz's choice is easy. <laughs> Joe, if you ask Chaz like what the appropriate fishing attire is, it's no shirt, no shoes, just naked all fishies. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So let's let's there dive is. in. Quick shout out to Chris Shu who says two bucks super chat. Places in the feet. So cheers for the support, my friend. There you go, buddy. All right. right. So let's get into it. I want to know right off the bat, we're asking the tough questions. Jig squad? Is it a squad? We talked about this a little bit before the show, you guys. But I'm so curious. I'm sure other people are because I messaged you as we were planning for this live. I'm like, so (laughs) just you or like is the whole squad coming? And you were just like, whole squad ready. It's me and the Barracuda. Story behind this is that, um, so about two years back, 
roughly two years back, I decided that, you know, I, I've told people this on my show many times. Um, I, so my background, I work in a high school, right? I work with kids. And, um, and so I've been making jigs for 25 to 30 years, right? So I love the design end of all of it. And I kind of decided I wanted to try and see if I could do some design work with different companies in the industry. And I reached out and I, you know, there were no doors that were even opened. <laughs> so I finally, I started screwing around. I'm like, you know what? I make good stuff. I'm like, I started posting my stuff, which I had already been doing. I'm an ambassador for do it molds. Um, and I, I'm posting stuff and I, and I started joking around saying hashtag jig squad. And it started off as a joke, kind of like this is we're the jig makers that no yeah. one knows about. Right. And right. so what happened, I keep doing it. Then other people started hashtagging jig squad periodically. And so I kind of said, wait a minute, there might be something here. I'm like, what, what do I want to do? Right. So I really want to design. I love the design jigs. I said, I want to be able to talk to other designers. What inspires me? So like when other people give you ideas or you're able to have those think tank moments and just share thoughts on like how you do things. I'm like, that would be really cool in terms of asking people why they make jigs the way they do. Not just that it's a black and blue jig and you know, it's like every other black and blue jig. No. Why did you make a black and blue jig? Why did you pick those colors? Basically I wanted to say, can we create a community? And I said, I'm going to call it jig squad. And so I last year was my first year doing shows on YouTube and I was interviewing custom jig makers from around North America that I thought were great designers. And, um, yeah, so that's what it was. It kind of started out as a joke. And then I said, you know what? No one else. I, I didn't have connections in the industry. I knew a lot of people in the media end of the industry, um, like mostly from the Chicago scene, but I said, you know what? I said, I'm going to do this and I want to see how it goes. And so jig squad was born and, um, and funny enough, in 2022, I made less jigs than I ever have in the past 25 years because of Jig Squad, learning how to yeah. do thumbnails, graphics, uh, mm. how to advertise, how to market and stuff. promote, and, and how to, you guys, right? So how to be part of this experience. And I said, I wanna make mm -hmm. an honest effort to do this genuinely, tactfully, um, and thoughtfully, right? And so, and that's what I did. And so basically, I run a live show on YouTube and it's also available on podcasting platforms and it's just called Jig Squad. Um, when I first started, uh, uh, Epic Eric came on. Eric and I are real good friends. He came on at the beginning when I was just started doing it because um, he loves jigs. We've been talking about it for years and you know, I'm like, why don't you come and co-host with me? And our deal was he was gonna help me out when I started Jig Squad um, until the fishing season started, which was basically, you know, the end of the spring and then Eric yeah. was off fishing tournaments and everything else. And so, um, and then I, I kind of decided, I said, well, I have to decide two things. I said, do I want to host this by myself or do I want to bring on another co-host or do I want to do this on my own? What am I going to enjoy the most? And ultimately I enjoy doing it on my own and having guests on. And the reason is I worry about guests. I, I worry they're set up. I worry that they're on. I worry that their yeah. mic and video works. You guys know how this works, right? Yeah. So it became a whole nother level of worry for me. I just, I knew that by doing it on my own, I didn't, when you have a co-host, right? You have to worry about your co-host now too. And it wasn't a 50, 50 thing. A jig squad was mine. I don't. And, and <laughs> I never, so like, I never worry I, about mine. <laughs> 
See, Paul, look what he's doing to you. Oh, but anyway, yeah, I think, I, I think I'm going to just go ahead and let Jeff produce the rest of the shows. He's doing great. Yeah, I, I did the last two. It's not that bad. Let him roll. That's Jig Squad. It's uh, I I okay. interview jig makers from around North America, and and I think who are some of the best designers in the whole game by my own yeah. standards, and um and I enjoy talking about those concepts of flow, color, and design, and why you design the way you do. Basically, it's me. Love it. That's so that's awesome. Love the story behind it. Also love the connection to Epic Eric, who we ended up fishing the St. Lawrence with. So we actually we spent what was that, Paul? Two days, two, three yep. days with him, and then uh a follow-up podcast that was an absolute travesty. <laughs> I remember you guys talking about this. It was funny. <laughs> yeah, it was like over on Smallmouth Crushes Live, man. Dude, it was that it was, was intense. It was it was on another planet, kind of like that whole weekend was on another planet, but uh, yeah, Epic Eric, he is uh, definitely a solid dude. He definitely is in love with the, the whole concept of uh, making baits, making them better, doing, it, you know, just inventive, cool things with them. When we first, like the first night we met him, he literally dumped like a bucket of just stuff I'd never seen before on the counter. And he was like, here. And he just gave it to us all. <laughs> like You think about uh, it. They grab yeah. like at every, every every YouTuber out there or podcast out there enjoys having Eric on for lots of different reasons. So whether it's yeah. crankbaits, whether it's just general fishing talk, whether it's jig making, it doesn't matter what it is. He's so impassioned um, just about everything. And my love for Eric is the whole design end. Like I'm, mm -hmm. that's why that's what jig squad was about. And I'm infatuated with the design end of things. And so what goes on in somebody's mind behind that, you know, like I like working with kids, right? No. I used to be before what I do now in a high school. Um, I used to be a school social worker. So like, I, I love working with kids and doing counseling with kids and stuff. And so I just, I love, I love people's minds and their stories are beautiful. Right. And I, I kind of like, I like that whole thing. I want to know why people do the things they do. And I don't think we get a chance to tell our story as much as we should in this world, especially the fishing scene. Right. Oh, so yeah. that's what I try and do. Love it, man. That is that's awesome. So, uh, hard segue. Ready for this? Let's do it. <laughs> so you don't. You Let's don't go. always get a smooth setup for segways. Sometimes you got. You got to do the hard it's segue. The Paul Blart. I like to be. call it. So we hard segue over to. <laughs> you're welcome, Paul. Uh, <laughs> my pop on that one. <laughs> that's what we're calling it All from good. now on. So uh, we we noticed the moment we popped on this this Discord with you here that there's a there's a barracuda behind you. Uh, I believe now I am not learned in uh, aquatic biologies, but I believe that's a saltwater fish and you live in you Chicago. Yep, that's right. This is what we, we catch this on the lakefront sometimes when we're fishing for kingfish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all Love right. It. So this, so I, 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 I tell people on my show sometimes, right? So what, this is a barracuda, right? And so my nickname is Cuda, barracuda or Cuda for short. And I got this nickname because I came home from my honeymoon two years ago. My friends joked around and were teasing me about a picture of a fish that I had from the honeymoon of a barracuda. So they kept saying the name, oh, barracuda, barracuda, and joking around. So then when you would get on the fishing forums 20 years ago, you know, everyone had their little hashtag name. And so I made mine barracuda. And since then, it's kind of just always stuck. Now this, this actually, it's a, it's a replica. But it is, um, that is T. 
typically down in our family room downstairs. Yeah. What a great wife that lets me put this in our family room. As a matter of fact, she got it for me. Every show nice. I take two pictures down from this wall and put the Barracuda up. <laughs> I love it. That's what it is. But it. that's how Barracuda came to be. I'm a Chicago boy, uh, born and raised and live in the suburbs now, south suburbs of Chicago. But um, no Barracuda around. But I will say this. If you said, hey, Murph, um, what, how much do you love saltwater fishing? If you, if I could fish one day, we'll do one day, one day a month, tw 12 times a year, I would give up all freshwater fishing. All right. Love it that much. I, I'm not really surprised. No, it's, it's pretty out of this world getting to getting to fish the salt and i'm super jealous we we had a uh, salty scales on uh, i don't know several episodes ago and okay. those guys are down in florida and they're absolutely just crushing it every day well i mean they do guided tours and stuff like that so yeah. they're out there guiding they're out there like multiple times a week of course that's an absolute dream live in like a nice yeah. climate and like go fishing all the time for big fish billions of species or catch largemouth bass like all of the time you know, I mean, I'd, I'd love a change up. That would be cool too. So I get it. I totally, and you make well, jigs salt and fresh, right? Like you, you're kind of do. do. And you know, so like my, here's my kind of history of jig making. So when I started making jigs 20 plus years ago, we used to make two jigs and only two jigs. We made ball head jigs, and tube jigs. And we made those specifically for um chasing uh smallmouth on the southern end of lake michigan now for myself i also made ball heads that i would fish in the river um and back then we rarely ever painted them right because we're like whatever we just didn't paint them yeah. then yeah. i did start painting jigs a little bit for the river fish and i would only paint in a couple different colors i would paint green pumpkin white black and chartreuse I'd have my little carry pack that I would wade with. And I would rotate them through depending on the bite. And then I, I had met a friend when I um, started in the school district that I work in now. So this is going back to almost 25 years. Um, and he had a friend that was making skirted jigs. So I, this friend ultimately became our mentor and started teaching us how to make skirted jigs. And so what was funny about that is we never... We would make all these skirted jigs you know, and crazy, crazy different things, right? And and we we we, we wouldn't fish them. <laughs> we would make them because it was just fun and something to do. And then we started fishing them. And then yeah. we became jig fishermen on a different level. So there's two types of jig fishermen, in my opinion. There's jig fishermen that fish skirted uh, hair jig type things. And then there's people that like fishing jigs with plastics on the back end, right? All head jigs, small little uh, swim baits, stuff like um, even micro stuff like what Mule puts out, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and so I I love the design element. I come from a you know uh, um, I come from a artistic family. You know, my mom was an art teacher. Like here's a color. Like who puts stuff like this together? Well, Kuda does, right? It's hard to see, but it's a ball head basically. Yeah. And the the colors are in here. It's there's a little bit of like metallic purple, yeah. pearls, and then it's like a pumpkin seed. Well, who puts who puts pearl with pumpkin seed? I like making cool stuff like this, you know, stuff yeah. that's different you don't normally see. What happens to all this stuff? I give it to friends. <laughs> to be honest with you, I don't sell. 
Um, I like teaching people how to make stuff, right? Yeah. And let me give you an example. Um, would have been, well, today's Wednesday, right? So yesterday after school, I was actually, I brought all my hooks, my molds, my lead pot, and I was pouring jigs with the kids from the bass fishing team from my high school. Oh, after nice, school dude. yesterday. And, you know, a couple, there's a couple of girls in the club, some boys, they all got to take a turn pouring stuff. And then we were making blade baits and then yeah. uh, pouring jigs. Well, to me, it's like, this is the type of stuff I like to do. Like people will message me on Instagram and they're like, Murph, how do I do this? And I'll say, here's my number, call me. And I, I'll walk them through the whole thing. Maybe the day's going to come where I don't have the time to do that all the time. But right now I sure. do like jig squads new in the game. Right. So, yeah. um, but that's what I like to do. I like to teach. I like to draw more people into this fishing scene, you know, or jig making scene. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, that's something we can totally get behind. I mean, that's essentially what we try to do. We're trying to, uh, you know, get into as many brands or meet as many people as we possibly can and just get like, new stuff in front of people because fishing is fun or it should be fun. It shouldn't be like this elitist thing. You shouldn't have to buy like the top of the top or else you shouldn't even fish at all. Like you should be having fun. Like our number one rule is having fun. I think what you do, like that not only it's it, you know spreading joy or a new outlet of creativity for people it's saving them money it's making fishing accessible i mean if you're making your mm. own jigs like you know just pouring jigs is a lot cheaper than uh buying them off the shelf that's for sure so that's pretty yeah. cool and making it with the high school team man awesome kudos to you love i love I, that I even and you're just giving kids, it out <laughs> yeah i mean you know what the thing is like i I have to admit, you know, like there's been people that have been good to me, like my mentors that taught me how to fish the south end of Lake Michigan. A lot of these guys are old timers, right? I'm talking well into their 60s, some into their 70s. I actually just got messages yesterday. They're doing a little get together in a couple of weeks. Oh. So my mentor that taught me how to do skirted jigs, he's no longer here, right? So he's passed away. So I, my, I myself, I just turned 50, right? So like it's one of those things where if i could be good to other people in this world and like help other people learn some things um it's good but i will say this and you you guys know this the thing for me there's a lot of learning curve this past year doing jig squad um and doing this live podcast styled show mm -hmm. and basically so i don't put videos out right so i will um i'll put some shorts out of jig designs and things like that and th there'll be some more things coming in 2023 but i decided that i love the live shows i don't have to go and edit like paul was talking about earlier it every, it's a time consumer right yeah so you have to find ways to maximize your effectiveness for what you want to accomplish in your little company or job or podcast and it's like a big thing. So like, to me, I, I, as I said earlier, I didn't design, I didn't make as many jigs last year as I have in the past. And I'm like, this year I want to design things. So one of the things coming up is I'm going to be, I'm putting out uh, some custom colors that are only going to be available for like a limited time. Uh, and then they'll be gone with um, tightrope fishing in their super firework, baby firework, super yep. jig friends with those guys. Now, I'm not saying who, when, or where else, but maybe there'll be other companies that come along too, where some things like that are going to be. And and what I'm going to do is those colors will only be available there, and you won't see them in another place. Right? Nice. So that's my way of staying involved in this a little bit and being able to design jigs. And um, yeah, I just I, I like it. It's a time consumer. Like like Paul, we were talking 
um not uh, jeff we were talking before the show like it's all about time like how much time mm. do you have is it editing videos is it um uh product reviews or things that you guys are reviewing everything takes time right so how do you get into it and i know you guys want to do some jig making more jig making too correct we'd like to do some we have done none uh we'd like well, to do some. we we've uh there there's an unreleased video paul we did well, yeah, so Paul did a bunch of like glow in the dark uh, top waters, which was really cool. Um, it didn't turn out nice. exactly how we wanted, but they're definitely effective. And it's something that we would do again. He's got like a cool setup for it. Um, you know, we know enough people that are like making their own baits. I could see us getting into it. And uh, we've got the stuff for plastics. We don't really have the stuff for jigs. Uh, we've tied them. We've done some uh, some spinner baits. Yeah. Uh, we've done a couple just regular like river jigs uh, that we've gotten into flipping mm -hmm. jigs. And we we did a video. We like recorded this. We we basically what happened was Paul came over. We were making jigs, and we just opened a bottle of whiskey. So then we didn't <laughs> do a good job filming. Uh, we did make some jigs, and we did catch fish on like most of those jigs. So I will say it worked. You know, it just wasn't exactly YouTube material because we rewatched. I've it seen later. you like, guys. I've seen you guys post videos where whatever the heck you were working on or whether you're pulling baits out and stuff. And I'm looking and I, I always look at people's like little work table and stuff. And I mm -hmm. see all the fly tying stuff and thread and yep. see it all there. Like I, um, you, you got to start small, you know, like I, I don't yeah. think things should be complicated, right? It should be simple. Like, um, Paul, I was telling Jeff, if I could, if I could, if you, somebody said, what's one thing that you would be more than happy to fish in, in, without things being too complicated basically i said if you gave me a ball head jig 16th ounce or eighth ounce one odd let's call it a one odd sometimes two odd with a wire keeper on it that i could put curly tail grubs on or small little plastics i would be in heaven yeah like i that's why I, I still to this day will go and fish mr twister old school black or white twister tails in the in in the river but i do like gulp now but I still always have those. And if one's not working, the other one always does. So whoever's out there, guys, there's people, guys, there's people that message me and they're like, Kuda, we can't, you know, you put people on your show that are like these world-class people. And that is true. Like people that are way better than I'll ever be. What I'll sure. also say is you have to be willing to say, can I learn something from them? And I don't need to be like them. We like to imitate right. people in this world when it comes to design, whether it's fly tying, anything else we always like to imitate like exactly give me the recipe screw the recipe <laughs> make it on your own put something yeah. together make it simple and don't believe that everything has to be complicated and it's hard because people are like well i gotta buy a pot i have to buy all these things do a molds has um they have this cool little thing going right now where they're putting kits together in the yep. kit they have like a, a small little palmer melting pot which is like a smaller size you lift up and you literally pour right into the mold and it comes with a mold and the hooks you need and and if you calculate it out dollar for dollar whether it's worth it it is worth it and you guys can mm. not just for you guys i'm talking to anyone you could find those on the do it site and they it's a good way to get started like there's a buddy there's somebody that's messaging me right now he's been making just the neds if you just want to make neds then there you go um so it's easy to get started yeah. in but it's like anything else you gotta you gotta have time to do it you know yeah, no, that's that's totally a thing, man. And Paul has uh, a lot more experience bait making wise. 
Because, I mean, he's been tying flies for a while. Like, how? when did you start tying flies, Paul? Uh, well, I've had to take a little hiatus. But Why? Because um, we don't fly fish at all? we don't get to fly fish. <laughs> but we're going uh, to. No, I mean, I, I, I feel like that's been a long time. I started fly fishing before, right? Well, around, around the same time I started. Well, before I started really getting into bass fishing. So, I mean, I probably tied flies consistently for like six years. Um, I love doing it and I like what I found that I really liked the most was, uh, after getting into bass fishing, I found that I really enjoyed like copying bass fishing, like common bass fishing techniques. So like, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of a mop fly, but it's basically a Ned rig. Like it's the same Mm -hmm. thing. So I tied one and I never, I never really, I only got to test it like two times, but it's ba- it, what I basically tied was a really small ball head ball head jig mm-hmm. with a really fat body on it, and then like uh, it was a tube. So I put like little uh, you know rubber skirt coming off the back, of yeah. it. and um, you know, and I, I have like my own version of wacky room or my own version of like a wacky room and a bunch of stuff like that, and it's that's what I ended up really enjoying was like making up my own stuff. So yeah, I love tying; yeah. it's super fun. That's the think- thing, man. This is crazy, crazy story. So, and I, so I've been trying in various capacities to tie marabou jigs for a lot of years with different degrees of success. But then what happened is COVID hit happened. And then I started, um, I started like, I immersed myself in the fly tying world and studying all these famous fly tires and all these techniques and learning all these things and, and started quiet materials. And I started doing all this and then I started tying flies. The funny part is I didn't have a damn fly rod. So here, <laughs> here, here's me learning all these things about fly tying when COVID starts. Cause what else was I doing? Right. And, and then I didn't have a fly rod. So I started tying flies and I'm like, wow, I could really take these techniques that I'm learning from tying flies and find ways to incorporate that onto a jig, a ball head jig, 16 pounds, eight pounds. So I started trying to do that and, um, and I did ultimately buy a fly rod, but I did it backwards. I tied flies before I bought a fly rod, which is just bizarre. Um, but I will say this, it's made me a better jig maker because it allowed me to be creative and just think outside the box and, um, be willing to do different things. And, um, and it's helped me. It's, 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 um, quenched my thirst for, design and wanting to play around and create things so how can you say that's not a good thing you know no 100 percent, man. that's yeah like like i said it's a good creative outlet it's something that anybody can get into there's kits i mean fly time kits you can get at cabela's for like 30 bucks um you know and just kind of piece it together but start with the basics i think the first you know tie first fly that a lot of people will tie would be like a woolly bugger you know woolly or bugger. a san juan worm if you just want to like go as basic as you possibly can there's a lot of different yeah. things you can do in case everybody's wondering paul just got sick and like clicked off camera <laughs> so, so just like, remember how he's talking about his kids were like screaming and you know yeah. number code browns and then also whatever you would call a puke what, what code is a puke i don't know anyways <laughs> Kids definitely got him sick. So Paul just bounced. <laughs> and it was, oh, okay. I, I had my do not disturb on, on my phone. So I didn't, he was texting me. He was like, I got a puke. <laughs> I didn't see it. And then he just went, oh my goodness. Out. <laughs> He's out. 
No, his power didn't go out. He definitely, well, his personal power battery has depleted. So, uh, yeah, RIP to Paul. Uh, let's get F's in chat for Paul. Thank you guys for his supporting my poor friend. Uh, hopefully yeah. that he, he, he can bounce back. He can do it. He'll bounce back for next Wednesday, yeah. probably. He's definitely not going to yeah. be editing. I can tell you that much. Guess who's going to do that editing? Probably this guy. So I'll tell you what's yeah. going to go up on Friday. It's going to be, uh, what did I just do? I, I filmed a couple. So I'm trying to like keep the ice fishing stuff on the DL because there is no ice and also most people don't care about it. So instead for Friday, we did that shopping video. Uh, we did a bunch of hard baits, brand new brands, stuff that we haven't used before. Uh, the Money Badger, of course, is on there just because it's new, but then a bunch of other like newer brands. Well, I got them. I unboxed them, got an up close look. So we'll do that video for Friday just so you guys know. So. It'll be happening. Anyway, it's back on topic. So now it's just me and Kuda here. Forget that Paul yeah. guy. Pretend he never existed. Let's get back to the show. Uh, you wanted to talk about finesse jigs a little bit, and we just started yeah. diving into it. So I think yeah. we fully segue into this. And, and I'm curious. I'm curious. And maybe it doesn't pertain to finesse. But I have anybody who makes stuff for fishing. I have to ask these questions. So number one, yeah. right? When we're talking jigs, what is your absolute favorite jig to make like i i enjoy this thoroughly i do it for free for life i would do a thousand of them at a time like i don't care what's going on i want to tie this jig what would that jig be for you so it would be a plain well so there's there's a mold do a molds has a, a particular mold it's called a freestyle jig mold mm -hmm. basically what it is imagine just it's similar to like an aspirin head or uh, they call them moon eye jigs, like VMC or Rapala jigs. But yeah, basically, yeah. it's a recessed eye, all head jig, and it has a wire keeper on it. And I absolutely just love this jig. And the reason is because I could do anything I want with it, right? I could put plastics on the back end. I could put small swim jigs on the back end. Um, I could tie on it with some bucktail or marabou or anything like that. I just know that if I have a stockpile of them made up, I could literally use that jig to make anything that I want. Um, I am a fan of 90 degree line tie jigs more than any other style, right? Almost for mm -hmm. all conditions. Um, and I just want to qualify that by saying, I don't, um, I don't dunk wood as much as a lot of people would or for other circumstances, I'm usually okay. fishing current. I love a 90 degree ball head jig. Now, classically, you'd say, oh, yeah, you know, like on Lake Michigan, 90 degree jig is great for vertical presentations in deeper water, right? right. Less, a greater line angle. I will tell you this, and you know this too. Um, you know this too, Jeff. When you're in the river, you have to learn to fish things differently. You have to learn to fish yeah. currents. You have to learn to, um, how, to how to work a uh, bait in, the, um, in little eddies. I feel that by when you do that, you learn how to diversify the, what's on the end of your line. And what I mean by that is a lot of people say like a 60 degree or a 30 degree line tie is going to do better in these circumstances. Sure. Yeah, I, I, sure. I guess so. But if I had one jig, it would be a 90 degree ball head with a, a wire keeper because I could do anything with it because I'm a river fisherman, you know, and that's yeah. what I've learned to do. Love that. And, you know, just for anybody in chat that doesn't know what you mean by a 90 degree line tie. Yeah. What would you, what would you tell them to describe it as? 
literally like your your classic no watch of course i mean you guys can look up a moon eye if you want to i have a bunch of dmcs that i like but yeah the line tie is you know essentially your hook's going this way your line tie is going up so if this is the jig the line tie is straight up then uh 60 would be like this and then you know 45 you any range usually it's 60 30. um but the theory is that the vertical line tie Think of it from the most basic of concepts, like a vertical jigger, a walleye person mm-hmm. doing vertical jigging. A line tie is naturally in line with the eye, and when you're pulling up, it's in a natural position. Yep. The theory with the, a line being uh, a line tie being a little, let's call it a sixty or a thirty degree line tie, is it's a little more forward facing. So when you're pulling it over things, you're going to be able to drag sure. it through wood, her, um, uh, rock, things like that, a little differently. Yeah, shaky heads, uh, some yeah, football shaky heads, head style. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Like most of my nets would be a ninety, like yes. you know, uh, in a lot of the mule fishing stuff, all of that. But I, I definitely love that as like a good all around. So now, right. now we got to switch it though. Okay. <laughs> what What is your least favorite to tie? What What is the least favorite jig that you end up making, um, or you avoid making maybe because you hate it so much. <laughs> This is crazy, and I can't believe that I'm going to say this, but here, I'm going to show you. These are, so friends request a lot of things, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'll give, I'll show this one. Well, I, here, this is like a classic craw color, right? This is one of the jigs. So this is a fantastic mole, right? And so what this head is, it's called, a, this is called a hybrid grass jig. If I do it, but see, basically, it's got the eyes. There is like a half recessed okay. eyelet on here. Yep. Hard to, hard to 100% see. A half recessed eyelet. Yep. Um, the barb on this is cool. It's almost like the old school jigs. Let me see if I can get it down here. The barbs are like these crazy, you know, these crazy lead pointed barbs. Double barb? Yeah, double barb. Yeah. And this is yeah. new this year. Now, a lot of people will tell you this is one of their favorite jigs. Brennan Chapman. But dual molds will tell you it's one of their favorite jigs. Yeah. The reason that uh, a jig like this is not my favorite to do is because I am obsessed with oversizing the eyes that I put on my jigs. Right? Uh, okay. So what happens is re- the the concave part that's recessed for the jig eye is always yay big and requires this size eye. And I go, well, we could go one higher. <laughs> <laughs> So in doing yeah. that, you have to take a little more care. So there, it's a right. little more technique based of how you're going to get those eyes to attach super glue and everything else. So I'm meticulous about it and I want it to work. Um, but I, I know that I'm in for it. Like, let me give you an example. When I made, um, I don't know I talked about the freestyle jig, right? It's a ball head, but it has recessed eyes that you can, you know, put on there for 3D eyes. So I decided a couple of years back when I was going down to Florida that I was going to make a lot of those freestyle jigs. And I mm-hmm. mapped it out. I said, I want this many, this size, this many, this size. And this is what I'm going to throw for snook and tarpon and everything else. Well, after I poured all these, I realized that I had to go through the rest of the process. I had to paint them. I had to put eyes on like 250 jigs. <laughs> I had put together for this trip down there, and I go, no. I would be sitting there at like 1.30 in the morning oh, putting man. eyes on jigs, and I go, I'm freaking never, I'm never making jigs with eyes on them again for a big batch. Like, I like them for yeah. small batches, so basically, it it's, I would say the hybrid grass jig mm-hmm. uh, because eyes, and I love the jig, 
Uh, but I hate making it because I always tend to oversize the eyes and I, I, it takes me more time. That's the one I dislike Man. most. That, that, so I totally reason. get that. Yeah. Like anytime I talk to anybody who, you know, on a, on a small basis is like mass, produ- mass producing, like you're not, you don't have a factory, you're not manufacturing this stuff. Right. You're man manufacturing in your you know basement or whatever. Like I can't right. imagine. Cause we, I mean, we've worked with super K jigs for like a long time. Those guys yeah. are out in Wisconsin and uh, man, when they get to tying, they just start punching these things out. I'm like, I don't even no. understand how you guys end up doing that many. I do three and I'm like, well, that's enough. Dust off the shoulders. Let's go. (laughs) I know. And that's why I do small production runs. So like one of my things that I've always made is, uh, this is my favorite scatter bait of all time. Like I don't even buy, uh, you know, jackhammers, all this other stuff. It's like a sparky head. Right. And Mm -hmm. I wire tie it on chartreuse and white. Um, I'm not selling. So if Z man wants to chase me down, I could care less. (laughs) I'm <laughs> not selling, so yeah, can't chase me down for making my own stuff. <laughs> but the reason I love this is because I have to paint the head, and that's it. I don't have to put on two dabs of super glue and two yeah. eyes. And then I take Sally Hansen's and put a clear coat over the whole head and the eyes. That's like that's way too many extra steps. A lot of and, steps, and yeah. so right. So basically, when you're starting to do more than your a small share for yourself and it becomes tedious and then I don't want to do it. Right. It's not too design like for me anymore, you know? So that's the least favorite. No, I totally get that. And and that's where I can see the appreciation for like uh, the ball head jigs, you know, just so simple. You can do a lot with them. Um, They're, you know, one of the most fishable jigs there is for any species. Yeah. That's, I love it. So real quick, let's hit a mid-show segment here, you guys. 50 minutes into a 60-minute show. Uh, That's, you know, the middle, right, Chaz? Middle 50 out of 60? We got this. Don't worry about it. Uh, Just a quick segue, and then I want to talk tactics for a little bit before we roll some giveaways because I've noticed that we hit over 100. I've seen you guys chatting. Don't worry. It's not like I'm ignoring you. Uh, We know. We passed 100, so we will be doing, for anybody who showed up late to the show, real quick. As always, sponsored by Monster Bass, there will be a $25 gift card, and then we're going to be giving away a Hydroglide. This is a, a pretty big one. I think it's nine. Is it nine inch? Uh, eight inch. Eight inch glide from Fish Lab and the brand new Nature or Nature Boy series, whatever you want to call it, uh, from Fish Lab. So this is a kick and craw. It's a pretty slick craw. You can see it's got a skirt on it attached to it. So, you know, throw that on your ball head jig. You'd be real happy. I got watermelon for you guys, and I got. PB and J. So a little, a good little mix here. Um, these are the bigger size, I believe. They come in a couple different sizes. Anyways, this is a good all around size. So that'll be the second giveaway we got for you guys. Um, as part of the mid show, catch up in a, uh, on some comments here. And if you guys have any questions, by the way, for Mike, obviously throw them out here. And Chaz yeah. will grab them, feed them to me, and then I'll, I'll give them over to Mike. So real quick, I got a shout out to my boy. The DeBurley Aggressively Average Hype Man, who has been a member with us for 22 months. That's longer than like 90% of relationships. I just want to put it out there, right? <laughs> He's doing real good. We're holding strong, you know, a little bit of counseling, but we're doing good, right? So he says, RIP Paul's stomach, hashtag code pink kitty litter cleanup. It's a pretty good one. If I hear any better, uh, I need a, a code what for when your co-host 
just clicks off of your live to go throw up. I need a code for that, you guys. So hit me up in chat with good ideas. Um, so he does say, uh, I think he has a question for you here, Mike. So do you make a bladed jig? And you showed it already. So yes, <laughs> that's why he said I, I did that before the convo, but don't worry about it. Um, you know, do you make it stand out? I'm not sure what he means by that. By the way, if the jig squad needs a hype man, I know a guy. So he'd be happy to hype for you, man. Uh, great it, show as man. always. Thank you to Burley. You're fantastic. You can add a, you know, to Burley, aggressively average jig squad hype man. There you go. I've given you a suggested new name. I don't know how many characters YouTube allows, but, uh, so, you know, obviously you make a bladed jig. You brought that up. Mm -hmm. Um, so what do you do to make it stand out? Maybe stand apart from the crowd of bladed jigs because everybody has one now. Like what, what makes it yeah. different? Uh, anything special? Your own, you like to do things your own way. So like what's yeah. kind of unique about your bladed dig, uh, jig approach? So what's crazy is here, I'm going to show you one and this will give you an idea. Um, so only thing that I will do on a bladed jig and I know this is going to 100% show up, but I, you know what I should do? I should post this on Instagram. So there you go. Go follow Jig Squad, you guys. <laughs> yeah, at Jig Squad on Instagram. What I think, I think that bladed jigs should be one of two colors and often in combo, chartreuse and white. <laughs> there you go. And you know what? <laughs> there could be other things that you make, but I still think it should be chartreuse and white. And it, it's just, it is what it is. I have confidence in it and it works only other and i've made other ones and i give them to friends the other color that i make this is my let me see if i hold it this is my bluegill oh so the hint of orange the blues and the greens i do love whenever yeah. there's that blue in the green it's my favorite right it's just it's love that i i love this color i tend to do it with a, a head it, it looks like it's green pumpkin and you won't be able to see here but ultimately i it's little things, right? So this yeah. head is actually a mixture of three different paint colors and none of them are green pumpkin and none of them are <laughs> watermelon. Love it. Um, yeah, I know. And what I posted pictured on Instagram before that do show this color mm. looks green pumpkin. Um, it does it stand out to the fish. No. Do I think that that looks like a natural bait fish pattern? I sure to heck do. No. And like, this would be nice. a good example of what I think of flow. I think colors should be, they should complement each other when they're, when you use them together to almost create, you can't distinguish, um, you see the hints of them in there, but it just flows. If that makes any sense. Yeah. So if you look at that, I think that's color flow. I like that, it. I don't like drastic color changes. Um, and so that's something that I like to do. Right. So yeah that's i i do i'm big in a color so even though jig squad has this flow color design when i say flow first i believe flow means how does it look in the water right and that could be movement but it could be color as well i'm infatuated with color so this to me is color flow right and so that's what i make yeah. my bladed jig and it's the only one i make uh, regularly for besides chartreuse and white actually awesome We'll see. There may be a time. I don't know if I'm going to do it. I might hold out until some special day where maybe there's a, a, a jig squad thing that comes out. Yeah. That color, like I would like to see with other companies' jigs. We'll see. See what I'll, happens. Dude, 
I love it. So for all y'all who are like, man, of course, when he shows his stuff, the video is grainy. We apologize. It's the internet. Sorry. Uh, that said, just go follow at Jig Squad on Instagram. I've already, you know, obviously perused it before bringing him on the show. There's a lot of good stuff on there. So if you guys want to see the up close shots of it, go check it out. And if there's anything you haven't posted that you're trying to show today, if you wouldn't mind, Mike, you can post it in one of your next uh, next posts. Cool. Absolutely. All right. Uh, so still kind of catching up. Also, I see you, uh, DeBurley, with the hashtag code don't drink the water. Um, always good. <laughs> he did. We were joking before the show. Mike heard this. Like, we were joking about eating ceviche and, like, just all the raw fish, all this. He had a plate uh, full of chicken and shrimp and squid. Like, you know, you got to live a little when you go down to that, like, Islander right. life, man. You got to enjoy it. If you don't get that, we're in Michigan, bro. We don't get that stuff up here. So, you know, he I, hammered it. Now he's paying for it. He'll be back. Don't worry. He's fine. Don't worry. I never worry about him. <laughs> What'd you say, Chaz? Unless you're in. Nope. We're not saying that, Chaz. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Chaz says all the, all the worst things. Um, all right. Uh, so then I had Rob Harrison with, uh, can members get the, the whiskey tying video? Um, yeah, I owe you guys a couple videos already. So we're working on it. In fact, like as I'm editing a few videos right now, I'm taking like the B roll stuff and like slapping it into a new video for you guys. I haven't done that in a minute. We owe you guys, we apologize. Uh, so that'll be coming out pretty soon and then also on that note if you're a member we do a members only live every single month we do huge giveaways on those all the big stuff i have an entire bin over here this is reserved for members only so like oh it's nice. r.i.p headphone wearers sorry uh <laughs> tons of cranks and frogs and all sorts of stuff so we just take those we fill up a plano edge and we uh send it out to somebody in the members so if you want that, join below. And then the next one is February 14th. Uh, all right. Then we got Brown Baco, also a member, who uh, you commented this already, man. And I already replied to your comment, but I'll, I'll say it here anyways. Do you want to do a shopping Big Bait collab? Of course we do. Absolutely. Let's do that for when we can actually fish them, though. So hold off to like... March, April, and then let's uh, let's hop on a call and talk about it because, yeah, that would be a lot of fun. Let's do it. All right. So let's get back into it. I want to kind of close out here. A couple of tactics. So let's stick to the, the ball head jig, right? You love finesse jigs. Uh, if you were to have somebody get, you know, just they, they never fished a ball head jig before, right? They want to get on some fish. We're talking freshwater bass. Of course, I know you got a CUDA behind you, but let's you mm -hmm. know stick to our freshwater guys. We're bass channels, right? So they're going after some bass. Give me like the, the, the basic one Oh one rundown rod reel line. And then let's jump into like maybe a couple tactics with that. So we can get these guys on the water come, you know, whatever open water season is for them, wherever they are in the country. So what, what would you, what would be your advice there to get them started? Yeah, I think, um, first of all, distance is everything when you try and go light, right? So I, I believe, even if you're fishing the ponds, obviously for a lot of other applications too, I just, a seven foot is a good all around size rod. I will say that um, I like, if I'm fishing ponds, I like using my medium spinning rods over my medium lights. If I'm fishing the rivers, I like medium lights. The reason is because I feel that you, you come across in ponds and maybe smaller lakes, you're gonna come across more um, vegetation that you are probably gonna to need to, you know, a little more 
a little more of a rod sometimes to if you're going to get sure. through some stuff. That's just what I think. But an all-around finesse bait that I think is a phenomenal thing to throw, and you can use it a couple different ways. I think an eighth ounce or a sixteenth ounce ball head jig, right? You mm-hmm. can do a couple different things on it, right? Um, I personally like um, uh, what is that? What's the X Zone baits? Adrenaline craw. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I like the X Zone baits, adrenaline craw, and you have two options. You could either bury it in a smaller size ball head jig, mm-hmm. uh, where you're you're almost you know textbos. Or you can expose the hook, depending if you're fishing in, on weed lines or a little bit more in open water. Right. Um, you also could take it off and you could turn around and throw on little paddle tail swim baits, right? Um, for those people that don't want to fish an exposed hook, you could turn around and take the uh, the owner little twist lock underbelly weights in 16th ounce and use those for small little swim baits too. If you fish one of those underbelly weights with a screw lock head, uh, 16th ounce with any type of small little plastic swim bait you're going to crush fish in any pond or anywhere you go but seven foot rod i like the 2500 size reels um line is typically 10 pound braid um and then always to uh i don't go below an eight pound leader that often unless i'm fishing real clear water on the great lakes so it's braid 10 to 8 liter seven pound 2500 reel what do I use for rods? I've got so many rods that are still in the Mojo Bass rod range. Not a big believer in spending a lot of money on rods. Sure. Reels, I have everything from Stratix down to Sahara's. I have three boys at home too, right? So, yeah. um, and I'll, you know what? If you're looking for an inexpensive rod, stuff like the Daiwa Laguna LT is a great little reel. Um, yeah. If you wanted to save a few bucks, um, that's that would be my bass stuff like i could go out with my friends and and just so you know if i don't have a jig head on even with that medium action seven foot rod do you know what i'm throwing eighth ounce or 16th ounce bullet heads on a seven inch power worm or on a baby brush hog i okay. love texas rig eighth ounce or 16th ounce weight yep um on a baby brush hog i can cast that thing as far as i need to on a on a medium action rod so it doesn't have to yeah. be ball heads by itself, but I think those ball heads, the 16th and 8th ounce weight and size is, is important. No, I think that's huge. And like, I, I know, I wouldn't say not a lot of guys, but not most people are fishing that light of a Texas rig, right? And uh, it's definitely something we keep in stock. Like I have a ton of 8th to 16th ounce uh, bullet head weights. You and, will go that light then, yeah. And not a lot of guys yeah. do it. You're right. You're totally right, Jeff. Yeah, I do. I love doing it. I loved it because we. I mean, we got a ton of finesse plastic. So I mean, there's a million ways you could do it. A lot of the I love fishing, um, like the uh, the Nico baits, right? So you yep. take like a Nico Helgramite, which they also just came out with a big size, a smaller size, mm-hmm. and they're working on a color with us, you guys. I don't know if nice. I've ever mentioned that. Uh, I'm playing Beautiful. phone tag with Scott over at Nico Bates right now, but we're trying to get one with copper flake in it, and he's messing with his colors and trying to do something. I don't know if it'll ever amount to anything, but they do have, like, baby uh, midsize and, like, a big Helgramite, which would be awesome. They got nice. the craw, which is super heavy duty. It's a million things you can do, but, like, I love the slow fall rate on that, and especially in the cold weather. So this spring, I'll do it. I'm going to go flip some Texas rigs, super light. Um, I did it closing out the fall. Uh, we were throwing some uh, kind of a Laztec type, type 
worms even slower fall rate at that point right so there's all sorts of stuff you can do very versatile rig i love that um all right so it's time to roll what we call slow rolling thunder and a giveaway so it's it well it used to be lightning round but we're too slow and we talk too much now that paul's not here though no, I'm the one that talks too much. It's definitely my fault. Uh, all right. No, so we're going to do, talk <laughs> so do uh, Slow Rolling Thunder. A couple of questions just for funsies. Uh, first answer that comes to your mind. If we want to discuss, we'll discuss. Chat, here's all you have to do. Say chat in chat or post questions, whatever you want to do. It doesn't matter. Like just type something. This puts you into the random draw giveaway. Charles will roll a random winner. The first prize is going to be that $25 gift card to monsterbass.com. As I said before, it's good for everything on the website except shipping and the subscription. So you can't put it towards that, but you can do a rod. You can do apparel. You can do tackle. They have everything. So consider that uh, first winner draw. That'll be that. The second winner is going to be the Fish Lab pack. So I got you guys a uh, Hydroglide. I got you some Kick and Craws. Be a fun little pack. I might even throw a bonus bait in there. I don't know. It depends on uh, how slow running thunder goes. Maybe I'm feeling generous. We'll see. So first up, Mike, as they're chit-chatting away and trying to get into this giveaway, um, and and you might have answered this already, so I'm going to skip that one. Yeah, we'll it was, do it again. The first question was definitely what jig would you fish for the rest of your life right but but i'll i'll update it i'll update it right go so what jig rig would you like you can only fish this rig so we're talking the jig and the trailer or if it's like a skirted jig or whatever so so like what is the rig that you would fish for the rest of your life you can't touch anything else this is dire straits man what would it be uh black hair jig a black hair just straight up black hair jig all right. Well, this might be a lightning round after all, you guys. I'm going to have answers. Right. You got to answer fast. That's what this is about. All right. So, I'm just, Chaz, did, did Paul hack my uh, slow rolling thunder or was that you? Because my questions are changing. <laughs> Am I supposed to slow down? This no. isn't thunder if we go slow. No, it, get, it, gets, it gets slower. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, so, I think Paul jumped in, changed the question, and then bailed out on the show. Ah. Yeah. Was that you or Paul? What the heck, bro? Anyways, I had other questions, but we'll go with this. Sure, why not? So Paul would like to know. This is for Paul. <laughs> what is the... Uh, I don't know if you even drink this, but like, what is the best rum drink, in your opinion, if you drink rum? Um, It's got to be a pina colada. Pina colada? Straight up, man. All right. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I there's it. songs made about it, so... He's making me, with all his great bathroom stories with his kids, he made me think from tropical drinks. <laughs> I feel like he shifted from rum, went to tequila, and then he drank the worm, and now he's paying yeah. for it. Like, that's where I'm I mean, at. I'm a bourbon guy. I don't drink a lot of rum, but it, we're talking boat drinks if I'm drinking rum. That's exactly it. Well, he was, so yeah, he was in the Dominican. I mean, you don't really have a choice in the Dominican. You got to drink rum, uh, you know, or tequila. That's fine, too. Like, yeah. Um, but I'm with you. It was good bourbon maybe vodka like not really yep. i don't drink rum too often <laughs> oh we have our winner there's no way scott, there's no way buddy. <laughs> scott what scott always win or is scott is scott banned now like do we ban him <laughs> i'm just kidding yeah. scott. three month ban on winning that's so harsh <laughs> Jaws. Congratulations, right. Scott. You're banned. 
what? Yeah, enjoy your $25. Now get out of here. <laughs> How? All right, Chaz, there are over 100 people in this giveaway. Can you describe the software that you're using? Because I personally feel like it's not working. <laughs> How is this possible? Everybody's talking. Everybody's. You guys, Scott is. He's just he's just the luckiest person that's ever lived on the planet Earth. It used to be it used to be Brown Bait Co. <laughs> like Brendan Brown used to win. Brendan Brown was crushing it, huh? He was winning all the time. Yeah, fish in the southeast. When he was fishing, it was when he changed his name. He screwed up everything. He broke the algorithm. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, Scott. Like, congrats, bro. Like, uh, you keep saving yeah, up these yeah. gift cards, man. You can buy a rod for free. You just gotta pay shipping. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go, don't boy. worry, you guys. There's another giveaway. If Scott wins the next one, Charles, tell me before you tell them. <laughs> don't let Nightbot release it. Great. If Scott wins the next one, we gotta close down the live. Like, we can't go live again. We I'm know pretty sure it's against bad. the law. <laughs> right, we know it's something bad. Okay. Don't remove Scott. Remove. We love Scott. No, no, keep him. I want to see if he does win again. I just want to see what happens. All right. Double or nothing, Scott. Double or nothing. <laughs> yeah. Press your luck, Scott. If he, if you add it, no, of course, add him back in. That's, that's how we'd be fair here. But if he wins again, like, I don't, I don't know. I feel like we got to end the channel. Like, we can't do giveaways. <laughs> Oh, yo. He gets the channel double or nothing. Do not do that. <laughs> no. No, not at all. My last name is Murphy. I'm bad luck if you oh, make no. a like that. It's Murphy's law. My last law. name is Murphy, right? You got to be careful. That's what it is. You don't oh, know what gosh. type of mojo is coming off the back end of this CUDA. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, bad luck aside, we got two more questions, and then we're going to roll the Fish Lab giveaway. So hang tight, you guys. There's sure. still a okay, shot. Sure uh yeah well all right hang on so usama i just want to call this out it says i like what debo does he picks a different person every time so describe that to me because i watch debo's lives we do a random roll random draw and debo's on uh Streamyard, and Streamyard does the exact same thing it's a random draw you have to type the hashtag specifically to get entered into it it's literally a roulette wheel you guys like this is uh it's just what it is so I mean, if you're saying, though, um, unless you're saying that Debo says, you won last week, you're out. Like, I can respect that, and maybe that's something we'll start doing, all right? Just just to make sure that everybody gets a chance. Um, anyways, and by the way, I hear Debo complain all the time that people win all the time, so don't, don't give me this. This is song. very true. <laughs> all right, anyways, back to it. Two more questions. We're going to draw the uh, Fish Lab giveaway. My dog is obsessed with winter, by the way. He's been out in the snow like the entire day. He's out there right now. Kidding me? Barking. The whole show? No. Oh, yeah. The whole show and the whole day. Like, he just won't come that's in. Great. He's in love. Yeah. It's his, that's what he does? Does what? Oh, you just picked, Usama said he just picked somebody else. All right. We can adopt that starting now, you guys. Starting now, if someone's been on a hot streak, we're going to break that hot streak. You know why? Because everybody deserves a chance. But shout out to Scott Vermonitor, Vermonitor, Vermonter for, for taking home the gift card. I want him to enjoy yeah. it. You know? Got enjoy it. <laughs> so anyways, here we go. Two quick questions. There's no wrong answer, but there are less right answers. 
So when it comes to your sun shirts, do we wear hoods or no hoods? Do we prefer the hooded sun shirt or the non-hooded sun shirt? Um, oh, this is a good question. I know. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. And I know you guys asked this. I've heard you guys ask this before. I should have been prepared. So <laughs> I can't give a garbage answer. I've got to commit one way or the other. Yeah, you do. I'm going to yeah, say... I'm going to say I like the uh, no hood. No hood. No. Oh, man. I was crushing Paul for the last. I'm probably still. I know you have. And I've I've listened to you crush him about this. And I didn't want to answer that way. But you know what the funny thing is? This is the honest to God truth. I have more. I have more um, non-hooded ones than I do hooded ones. I would like to have more hooded ones. And yeah. I actually thought about making some jig squad ones that were hooded. Um, but I just know that I, what I use mostly it's the, it's the non hooded ones. Cause I like wearing the buff over my neck and then, and put it halfway over my hat, you know? Got it. So you're um, a buff guy over a hood a buff guy. guy. I can respect yeah, I, that. If Paul, if Paul is this shade of white, I'm the one right next to him. <laughs> All right. Fair. I mean, you get you got, the Irish yeah. red going. Yeah. I get I get burned. I got to cover up. Better safe than sorry. I'll I'll accept my defeat in this case. That's fine. We're nice you know, to I, me I, compared to what you beat Paul up about this because you get them. <laughs> hey but man, you, it's you, the the you people speak about this. the the people speak, my friend. I just get to laugh at him every speak. time that he ends up wearing a hood because he has more hooded sun shirts <laughs> than not hooded. So like it's his own fault. I've seen him with three or four hoods at a time, and like. That's the the Michigan triple hood winter weather. Uh, that yeah. that is that's the approach. That's what we do. Look, see, fifty eight percent to forty one percent hood. Hood is still okay. on top. People hanging tight. It's There's all right. The hood, <laughs> but we we accept all hanging types. In the hood. Right. <laughs> all right, hood fair rash. enough. So so last one. I got to skip some of our regulars. Basically, if you come to this show, you got to know Crocs or no hoods or no hoods, and then this question. I'm skipping Crocs because that's Paul's jam and he's not here. So we're going with the final question here, which is what is the correct SPF of sunscreen? Oh, <laughs> I have a, I have an answer for this one right away. Okay. I'm excited. 50, 50 plus baby. 50 plus <laughs> right now. <laughs> Lather me up. You gotta, you, and I'll tell you what, I I'm convinced that when I'm any, anywhere <laughs> tropical, that it only lasts for 15 minutes and I gotta yeah. I gotta I gotta put another round on. I don't oh. like looking, you know those people that look pasty? Yeah. I don't like to look like that. I don't want it to look like I never rubbed it in. But you if you're gonna use it, you gotta load up. You gotta go heavy. <laughs> Listen, so what, we, we have a conspiracy we prescribe to here, which is down with big sunscreen. Now hold your chatting like crazy people because I don't mean no sunscreen. I simply mean the right amount, the right SPF. The correct answer is 35. 35 wow. is a safe amount of SPF that prevents skin cancer and yet also is not wasteful, which is what all of the other ones are. And we don't go below that because, you know, we're not putting Crisco on our skin and trying to get fried. Right? I'm not talking about the tan lotion kind of stuff. 35 is our jam. But, you know, better safe than sorry. So middle sure. of the road. <laughs> It's so middle of the road. That, that is. That is. No, there are hills <laughs> we will die on. Sense. 
Oh, <laughs> dude, Chad is all over the place too. All over the place. We got all over. We got 30s. We got Randy says 10W40. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be a good option. Good life choices there. Uh, we got SPF 5000. There's all sorts of stuff. Anyways, so, um, you know, 50, 50 plus fine i just you know if you want to come to our side at some point let us know 35 is the jam (laughs) i will i'm gonna try it one time if i fish with you i know i gotta put 35 on or my buff or more more importantly maybe my hood (laughs) hood buff crocs 35 sunscreen you good all right Um, i have all the gear okay so i think i think we drew a winner while we were riffing on this uh so is there a is jacob in the house like just jacob that's his name. Just Jacob. He's here. Yay. Jacob, you won something I have to ship to you. Now, it, and just so everybody knows, somebody without a green name won. So, boom. There you go. Not rigged. Uh, if you live in the U.S., give me your address. If you don't live in the U.S., give me your email because I'm sending you a gift card. We have a new policy. <laughs> it is if you are not in the U.S., we are not shipping because it is not worth it for you or for us we're sending you money to tackle warehouse. You can buy whatever you want. Uh, I did this with our friend Stormwells on our members only live uh, for January. And uh, she won just like a small kit of, of, of tackle. And I'm like 48 bucks to ship this thing to you. Tell you what, you spend that 48 bucks on like what you want as tackle. You enjoy it yourself. We'd rather do that instead of paying exorbitant amounts extortive amounts to canada just to give you our stuff how about that so jacob wherever you're at man uh hopefully you ask follow the instructions on the screen and we will hook you up all i've seen him say is i'm here so hopefully us please otherwise just send us uh you know uh follow the instructions on the screen send us the address as well as an email and we'll figure it out on our own all right cool we'll take care of you cool so (laughs) mike um great having you sorry my co-host bailed out and died but i mean we all heard what happened to him in the dominican it's not really that surprising uh i typically get sick after vacay with my kids anyways understandable oh cool well stormalls didn't tell me about that so whatever i'll hook you up with uh who's a canada tackle company who who ships to canada from who Okay, cool. Well, we will find a local tackle company in Canada and hook you. How about that? How about that? We got a lot of uh, Canadian viewers. So I do want to find a way to hook you guys up without like being like, oh, man, I'm going to ship to you. I don't want to complain every time. You guys don't want us to complain every time. Come on. So we'll take care of you. Carl ships to Canada. Perfect. If you want some on Carl's, they have everything. I'll do that. I don't care. So, yeah, Cabela's, other great options. Bass Pro Shop. Yep. Same deal. Uh, Cool. Great call, you guys. Uh, thanks for letting me know. And uh, Stormwells, Haley, if you're in here, I'm sorry. I'll send you a different thing. <laughs> you know, we, oh, is that what it's called? There is the Canadian Tackle Store. Wow. Neat. I mean, we have American Legacy Tackle and all sorts of stuff like that. Anyways. All right. So, Mike, thank you so much for being on tonight, man. Uh, congrats to the winners. Thank you to Mike. Uh, you guys... If you're not following the Jig Squad, you know what to do. If you haven't followed it throughout the show, like go do that thing. If you want to see some high res pics of you know what Mike is making, it's at Jig Squad. And then you have a YouTube channel as well. That's where you go live. 
What uh, what day? What time do you go live? Like same time every week? Typically uh, Thursdays, seven p.m. Central. So that's what eight eight o'clock Eastern. And um and I usually go every other Thursday. So the next show for Jig Squad will be uh, February second. Yeah. And I yeah. So um and I you guys could see I have a lot. Of, actually, I have all my shows booked through to June already. So oh, awesome. and they're all posted. So oh uh, yeah, I that's Wait. what I did over winter break. Wow. Uh, I haven't been Two more than a week ahead. Two weeks off of winter break gave me some time. Yeah, yeah. We've never been more than a week ahead in our lives. Chaz, have we? Have we done that? Two weeks ahead. Holiday one time. We pre-recorded. We called it the <laughs> Nerd Hour. And we did uh, video games one week and movies the other week. And it was a blast. Very cool. Three weeks ahead. Perfect. Uh, Love it. I've loved you crushed it. it. Yeah. Well, Mike's love the six show, months guys. Ahead. <laughs> you guys do an awesome job and uh a very appreciative. Great group of people that come on and chat all the time. So um, you guys are really killing it, actually. You guys rebranded, you. you changed when when did that happen? That happened how many months back? Kind of uh, uh, no, a couple took weeks. Took a break ago. for a little bit in what? the summer, right? Yeah, I took a break over the summer. Yeah, it was just a couple of weeks ago we changed the the channel name. Yeah, yeah. The, po- the so the podcast. Re- this is episode sixteen of the podcast. 16, so yeah. sixteen episodes ago, sixteen weeks ago ish. Nice. Uh, we took a couple of weeks off after we ended the. Uh, yeah, <laughs> four months ago. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we took a couple of weeks off. Maybe a month. A month and a half uh, off. I don't know. We took a while off after we ended uh, burly fishing. Two and a half months. All right, my bad. <laughs> so we oh, took you guys a are doing great, off. man. I love the channel. You guys are doing fantastic. Thank you, man. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Charles, we took an exorbitant amount of time off. I got it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, all right, you guys. So, like I said, go hey, follow guys. Jig Squad. Subscribe to the channel. Go check out his lives over on Thursdays. Uh, and we really appreciate you, man, for for dropping some knowledge tonight. If you guys want to see like- more, learn more. Go follow this guy. All right. We love you guys. We'll be back next Wednesday. Uh, We'll probably be learning a new technique. I don't have a guest lined up. So I think instead, assuming Paul isn't dead, which I don't think he is. And if he is, I'll resurrect him. What we'll do is we'll come up with a technique that we want to learn. And then we'll chat about it. So you guys will find out what that technique is Tuesday before we go live on Wednesday. And members valentine's day baby who do you want to be your valentine's aggressively average anglers of course so come hang out with us if you don't have a date we'll be your date uh if you guys want to learn more about memberships click join below thank you so much for watching tonight Chaz, take us out of here peace guys it's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. PenFed's got-